Welcome to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Third time's the charm there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on Tradies News in a Nutshell. Got there eventually, didn't we? That's what happens when Dan Pettigrew takes his time off. He presses all the buttons in the wrong order, leaves me in a mess, and I have to pick up the pieces. No, I'm just kidding. Dan Pettigrew will be back tomorrow morning. He's feeling a bit unwell, and he'll be unable to uh, be with us on Tradies News in a nutshell this morning, wherever you're listening. Uh, this morning on SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 693 in Brisbane, SEN 620 on the Gold Coast or listening live on the SEN app or belatedly on the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. As I said, I am not Dan Pettigrew. Dan is unfortunately still sick. Uh, He will hopefully be back with us tomorrow morning. However, in his replacement, we have the buzziest of all B-teams until 6 a.m. in Sydney, 5 a.m. north of the border. Uh, Some people call me the Scotsman. Some call me Bagpipes. If you're Scott Sattler, you might call me Hamish You can call me whatever you like. However, I go usually by Mark Thompson. Good morning to you wherever you are this early morning. Uh, Join me a bit later on. We will have Charles Goodsir, the the most royal man in all of SEN. He'll be joining us in a little bit to go over all the day's sports news upcoming and what's happened over the weekend. Massive weekend of sport that's just come up. Uh, And we will look over everything that happened over the weekend. And it's here, ladies and gentlemen, the first week of NRL for the season. We are here it's starting this week. NRL is back. Thursday night, we have our first game here live on SEN. You'll be able to hear that live coverage here. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of previewing to do, a lot to do this week. It's going to be a massive week on the station. So some of the new stories that happened overnight that are important to you, the listener. First things, Australia, our T20 World Cup winners for a sixth time after beating South Africa by 19 runs from Cape Town. This is how it happened. And the legend that is this Australian cricket team creates yet another awe-inspiring chapter in cricketing folklore through a clinical display here at Newlands. It is their second hat-trick of T20 World Cup trophies. It's come by finding their very best against a South African side that has embraced all the challenges thrown at them but mostly embracing the spirit of Mbutu, which is why the crowd and this entire nation, the rainbow nation of South Africa, has been so captivated by their journey. They've been brilliant. It's going to be heartbreaking. It'll be a long recovery for them. But for Australia, it is their sixth T20 World Cup trophy, their 13th title across this format and 50 overs combined. Congratulations to the Australian team wickets there for Megan Shute, Ash Gardner, Darcy Brown and Jessica Janssen. Uh, we're backed up by the absolute superstar, Beth Mooney, 74, not out of 53 balls. Ash Gardner also 29 of 21. Uh, and Australia, as I said there, have reinforced their status as one of the greatest of all time. We'll do a bit of a sports update in just a second. But before that, we have to introduce uh, my co-host for the morning, the uh, the the the, uh, the Jordan to my Pippin, the the Kurt Mann to my Kalen Ponger, the Bluey to my Bingo, the Vegemite to my Marmite, the Penguin to my Tim Tam, the most royal man in all of SEN, Mr. Charles Goodsir. Good morning, Chuck. How are we? I'm good, Mark. Good morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> weird comparisons. Marmite to Vegemite. Yeah, they're basically the same. 
Mm. Like in the, it's the, just the UK version. I was just trying to think of two things that were like. Yeah. Have you ever had a penguin, for example? I have had a penguin. Yeah, they're not as good as Tim Tams. No, just and not. and Marmite is nowhere near as good as Edgemite either. Oh, I think they're both rubbish. But <laughs> they're, they're, it's, I was trying to think of any type of UK <laughs> to Australian equivalency, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, was trying, I mean, James Anderson to Mitchell Stark. I mean, there's no I'd, comparison. Yeah, there, yeah. no comparison there. Absolutely. <laughs> not. How are you this morning, Charles? Uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I've had a had a pretty good weekend. Uh, a little bit sunburnt. Um, and I'll explain why I'm a bit sunburnt. I went out to Moore Park on Friday afternoon um, to oh. cover the Sydney Swans Brisbane Lions practice match. Um, you being a proper reporter. Yeah, yeah, for SCN. Uh, getting back down to my roots uh, when I studied journalism at uni. Um, yeah, it was a cracking contest. Uh, Brisbane Lions winning by 45 points, 99 to 54. But ultimately, practice match. Um, a lot of the Swans stars weren't really on the park. Uh, really decent crowd as well. I reckon there was at least a thousand people uh, for a preseason. For a preseason, oh, for a, not even a preseason game, just a practice game. Yeah. Um, just out at uh, yeah, just um, where this one's trained at Tramway over at Moore Park. Uh, very good game. My big takeaways is that the Swans and Lions will still be up there again. Will Ashcroft for the Brisbane Lions. He's a gun. Uh, it started raining for the first ten to fifteen minutes of the game. He was the only one that didn't have fun with the ball, and. My third takeaway, I'm very excited for not only AFL season to start, but also just the NRL season, which kicks off this week. And by After Sun, uh, After Sun is a pretty good product. I got really badly burnt on my arms. Um, I could not find any bit of shade. So, oh, come look, on. You it was... your whole... You're born and bred. <laughs> Newcastle, is that where you're from? Mate, uh, my family's from Newcastle. Yeah, okay. no, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a born and raised Sydney city boy. <laughs> yeah, there you are. And you tell me you're, you're not prepared after all these years. No, I was very yeah. dumb. Ah, uh, well, yeah. As Charles said, it's got the uh, the Eels and Storm kick off the NRL season this Thursday night. You'll be able to hear the coverage live here on SEN. You can call us this morning. Call oh, uh, see the amount of times you'd think. <laughs> I've heard another presenter say that that I'd get it right the first time I go for it. 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Anything you want to mention to myself or Charles Goodsir this morning, please get in contact. Um, what did I do this weekend? Very little. Very little this weekend. I was working all day Saturday and I applied for my visa to stay in the country this <laughs> this uh Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. It was only, that's the only reason they've let me host this morning. Yeah. Because I've officially applied to be an Australian and yeah. they're like, yeah, you can stay now. This is... As long as you talk about <laughs> AFL with Charles Goodsir for the morning, you're, you're absolutely damned. Um, right, time for a sports update with Kenneth Hire. Make your job easy. Visit your local branch today. Um, football, first of all, the Carabao Cup final between Manchester United and Newcastle from Wembley in London is still underway. We are 75 minutes in. Um, my apologies to uh, Adam Peacock. It is currently 2-0. And I'm also a Newcastle United fan. Oh, are you? As oh. well, so... Uh, yeah, look, not looking great. Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, is 2 nil, 75th minute. So hope slowly dwindling away. But I will say I'm happy to be, I think it's our first cup final in however many something years. like 28 years Since or something. Since Shearer was or, back at the club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a very long time. So just to even be a part of it is, is happy. Look, would have loved to have won. Uh, and look, you never know. Still 15 minutes There's still ago. 15 minutes. And yeah, I mean, I mean, we saw in that FIFA World Cup final uh, late last year that Anything can happen in a short amount of time. But, yeah, at the moment, Manchester United are definitely on top 2-0. Goals for Casemiro and Marcus Rashford, who is absolutely on fire at the moment. Um, he's one of the best players in the world right now on form. Gave Man United the lead 2-0 at half time. The Scottish League Cup final this morning took place. 2am uh, it kicked off between the old firm Rangers and, and Postacoglu's Celtic. 
Uh, it was the former Socceroo coach who was victorious uh, at Hamden 2 1 over Rangers. Come on, for the final whistle to be blown. Celtic have done it. Lucky end. And Bosikoglu delivers another trophy. Celtic are the Viaplay Cup winners. The standard bearers in Scottish football right now. It wasn't just a slogan. It was a warning. They never stop. And thanks to Kyogo's double, Celtic gave themselves the cushion. And from there, it was all about whether they could hang on and see it out. For the second year in a row, Kyogo is their hero in the League Cup final. A double there. A double there from Kyogo Furuhashi uh, gives Ange his first silverware of the season. Nice to see an Australian win something in football after they did terribly. They couldn't even win the World Cup. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Lovely to see Ange playing well, though. Uh, Aaron Moy also in the team there as well for Celtic. Uh, in the A-League over the weekend, there was wins for Western United uh, over the Newcastle Jets, Melbourne. Uh, the uh, they extended Melbourne City extended their victory uh, their lead sorry at the top of the table with a three two win over Sydney FC the Wanderers thumped MacArthur four uh, nil Brisbane beat Perth two one uh, the Mariners saved a point versus Wellington despite having two players and their manager Nick Montgomery sent off uh, but the highlight of the weekend uh, is the absolute thunderbolt of an equaliser uh, for Adelaide United from seventeen year old Nestori Irakunda. Oh, here's Aaron Kunda. He can't hit them. Does so. Yeah! Oh, what a goal! Oh, the power, the dip, the flips, everything you want. And you never write them off. And you never write off Nestor Aaron Kunda. 25 yards out. Keeper, no chance. Well, Victoria haven't done much wrong here. They've packed closing space down. There's Iran Kunda free. They scramble to get there. That's Ronaldo-esque. Brilliant from Iran Kunda. Wow. Wow, indeed. Uh, results from the Premier League. Uh, Spurs beat Chelsea 2-0 this morning. Oliver Skip and Harry Kane with the goals. Uh, Man City toppled Bournemouth 4-1. Villa 2-0 over Everton. Arsenal sneak a 1-0 win over Leicester uh, City and Harry Souter. Uh, and Liverpool continued their poor form with a goalless draw away at Crystal Palace. Rugby over the weekend, it was the uh, beginning of the Super Rugby. It kicked off for 2023. Did you catch any of the Super Rugby there, Charles? Uh, I did. Um, a disappointing result for the for the Waratahs. I think there was a lot of hype going to the match, but um, look, the Brumbies are, have always uh, been perennial achievers, uh, at least in the Australian side of things, in the Super Rugby. Uh, so pretty good start, pretty decent crowd. But one thing I noticed, they've changed Tarman. Do you know who Tarman is, Mark? Oh, see, this is where you're going to have to explain things to me. So Tarman is the, the mascot. Um, he's, a, he's like a Waratah superhero. Oh, and so that, he's not a piece of road, and it's tar. No, 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 and, no, no, oh, okay. no, no, not T A I's T A H. Tar man, and uh, yeah, they've he's a superhero, but they've changed his design much to the dismay of fans. So I think 
uh, the SEN correspondent that I am. I might have to uh, get on the road and uh, do some investigative journalism and you find out why. The trilby with a little bit of paper and then it says press. Exactly. And, the uh, best, click my notepad. Best mascot I've ever seen. There's two that I absolutely love. Um, one was for the West Team West Bromwich Albion in the, mm. in the English Championship. They were sponsored by a boiler company. So their mascot was a giant combi boiler. That was the entire mascot. Uh, and my team, Inverness, we were sponsored by Subway. So one of my friends was the Subway. He was a Subway sandwich, and that was the mascot. He was the mascot. Yeah. The, the, the best mascot I've, um, I've ever seen in sport was the second division ice hockey team in the, um, in the town of uh, Danbury, Connecticut where there were, the owner was uh, Jimmy Galante. He owned a, a trash disposal business and he bought the team, changed it to the Danbury Trashers and it was an ice skating trash can. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. We're going to trash you, <laughs> all that type of stuff. Yeah, 20 plus thousand, I think it was over mm. uh, Allianz uh, that witnessed the Waratahs versus the Brumbies. Brumbies winning 31-25 in the end. In the Six Nations, Italy lost 20-34 to to Ireland. England beat Wales 20-10. Uh, and Scotland and France finished with a 32-21 win for the French in Paris. Very quickly, cricket. Uh, in the Sheffield Shield, South Australia beat Victoria by eight wickets in the Marsh One Day Cup, with Nathan McAndrew taking three for 22 for the Redbacks. Western Australia beat Tasmania uh, by six wickets via DLS at Hobart Oval. Uh, 85 of 48 for Josh Felipe, 41 of 18 for Josh Inglis. Uh, Queensland beat New South Wales by three runs and one ball remaining at the Gabba. Uh, match tons for Moses Enrique, Jack Edwards, uh, and Liam Hatcher got six wickets for New South Wales, but it wasn't quite enough. Uh, and England are on day four uh, versus Newcastle in Wellington after stumps New Zealand trail England by 24 runs, seven wickets remaining uh, after England declared 435 for eight. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, T20 women's final between Australia and South Africa. Australia are the T20 champions for the sixth time. Very quickly, basketball. Uh, Australia beat Kazakhstan in a Group D qualifying match for the World Cup. Uh, they won 98-53. Uh, Perth Wildcats Todd Blanchfield took 31 points. Uh, there was a stack of games in the NBA yesterday. Wins for the Jazz, the Grizzlies, Knicks, Hornets. Um, a massive game. One of the biggest games uh, was in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics, they took down the 76ers, 110-107. Monster game for Joel Embiid. 41 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Wasn't enough for Philly. Yeah, all, all, uh, all for naught. Uh, uh, I will say, most of uh, everyone that listens to 1170 SEN knows my unabashed love for New England sports, and that does not exclude the Boston Celtics. Uh, yeah, I hate Philly. I hate Joel Embiid. Sucked in. <laughs> I was going to have a conversation with you earlier about, <laughs> about, about supporting teams, so that's a good, good segue for later. Uh, Josh Giddy, by the way, he had 7 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, as the Thunder lost to the Suns. And finally, in tennis, uh, Daniel Medvedev, uh, he beat Andy Murray in the ATP finals from Doha, 6-4, 6-4. And in the Rio Open from Brazil, the now world-ranked number two, Carlos Alcaraz, he takes on Cameron Norrie at 7.30 a.m. this morning. That was a sports update. Thanks for Kennard's hire. Make your job easy. Visit your local branch today. You're listening to Trading's News in a nutshell. Call us 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736 is the text line. We'll be back right after this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Welcome back to Trading's News in a nutshell. I am Mark Thompson in for Dan Pettigrew this morning. Yes, you can call us anytime 1300 01 1170 or give us a text 0457 736. 
0.736. We are live this morning on SEN 1170, SEN Q, SEN Gold Coast. Give us a call or a text anytime. Now, coming up uh, on the show on the day today, uh, on across SEN after me this morning, after myself and Charles, uh, we have Vossi and Brandy. They'll be here. Um, and then, you, of course, whether you're listening on SEN Q or if you're listening on SEN Gold Coast, uh, you'll have breakfast with Pat. Uh, and heels as well. Then the roundup with Matty and Matt. Matty Jones and Matt White, they'll preview the opening round of the NRL season. Uh, and following that, we'll have an interview with Matt White that I'll have with Titans hooker Sam Verrills. Uh, in the afternoon, we have the uh, the future CEO of the West Tigers, Jimmy Smith. Uh, and then after that, the home run with Joel and Fletch. They have boxer Billy Dibb on the show this afternoon. Um, huge day, huge week for for SEN. We welcome Matt Rogers officially to the SEN team, uh, the Crossco player. He'll be joining the Sports Day team with Scott Sattler tonight. Um, uh, after that, we'll have Brett Phillips. He'll be back with the first serve for all your tennis needs, finishing up this evening with the Swiss Army Knife of SEN, Mr. Utility, the James Milner of Sports Talk Radio. Julian King will be back on ground four, higher ground tonight. Finishing off the day in the Carabao Cup final it is currently 2-0 Man United still. They currently lead Newcastle 2-0. Um, one minute left to go, Charles. Not looking good for your Newcastle United team. Oh, look, we've created some chances in the, in the last uh, 10 minutes or so as we really try to press for just at least one goal just to, you know, put a little bit of stress on Manchester United. But yeah. to, to their defence, they've handled very well. Their defence has been excellent and... Like I said a little bit earlier, I think uh, just making a, a cup final is uh, pretty good considering where we've come from. I've lived through two relegations in my lifetime, Mark, which not a lot of uh, Premier League fans living in Australia can say. Um, <laughs> oh no, were you in the Premier League for some time? Is that is that bad? Is that is that the sadness that you're trying to point Try, to me here? Trying to get some sympathy. Yeah. Uh, well, what I'm saying is that it's been a tough uh, last ten years or so for Newcastle fans. So uh, just to be in a cup final is a, is a pretty surreal moment. So, um, look, 2-0 uh, still uh, as we enter uh, stoppage time. But, hey, and it's a bit of argy-bargy on the on Oh, the yeah, field, it's looking – I mean, the Man United, they've just got eight, nine men behind the ball now. There's barely any time left. They're just going to hold out for as long as possible. Uh, and, and Newcastle are getting going of it. All have they got. So this is Treaties News in a nutshell. I'm Charles uh, – I'm Charles Goods here. You See, wish. that's what happened. I know. That's what happens when you write everything down. I'm Mark Thompson, joined by Charles Goodsay. Thanks to Makita, helping you rule the outdoors. Serious outdoor work requires serious outdoor tools. Makita, rule the outdoors. Now, there's a couple of news stories in the NRL world as we get into week one that I want to uh, bring up with you, Charles, and get your thoughts on uh, that occurred over the weekend. Now, the Broncos, uh, they have lost another star following Wayne Barrett's poaching of uh, Herbie Farnworth. Uh, he has moved to the, the Dolphins. Um, uh, and it's with the signing of uh, Thomas Flegler. He has been announced uh, as a signing for the Dolphins just days after Her uh, Herbie Farmworth penned a three-year deal uh, with the expansion club and a deal worth more than 800,000 um, roosters. They were in for, for Flegler, but he's decided uh, to go to the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, uh, watch out. Uh, the dawn of the Dolphins is uh, is here. Um I have a few thoughts on this. When the Herbie Farnworth uh, story broke uh, around Friday afternoon, I wasn't overly surprised. Um, I think he's a very good player, and I think he lends perfectly to a new team like the Dolphins, who are looking for some attacking players. And uh, Thomas Flegler is a really good youngster. Um, he had a few issues with his tackling at the start of uh, 2020, 
two, but I think he's since cleaned it up and he's a really solid forward. So uh, another good sign for the Dolphins. I am a little bit worried for the Broncos in that aspect that they've lost two really handy players that are now off to the Dolphins who just are boosting that squad. I really like how the Dolphins have approached their recruitment. I think, yeah, they really wanted that um they really wanted that marquee player straight off the bat. It didn't happen for them. I think that was definitely unfortunate. But I think what they've really done is just built a really solid team roster with some really good role players from other clubs who will gel really nicely. And I think uh, under, you know, a Wayne Bennett-led team, I, th- I think they'll do decent. I don't think they'll make top eight or anything like that. I I do think they'll be on the upper end of the, the bottom eight. I, I, th- I think they'll finish maybe about 12th, 13th. I'd say they're doing that well. Yes, they've not got that big marquee signing this year, but for the players that are there this year, they can go, ah, okay, we don't have to just accept that we're going to be the worst team this year because not only are we going to play our hardest this year, next year we've already know that we've got quality talent coming in already. We've got Farnworth and we've got Flegler, so we can only get better next year. So why start on the bottom? We, we can start going now. Uh, I want to play you this. This is um, from, uh, you're speaking with the Dolphins recruitment, the boys on drive last week. They had uh, Peter O'Sullivan, um, who is the head of recruitment for the Dolphins, also the father of Sean O'Sullivan. Mm. Um, uh, and he was on to respond uh, to these comments. I want to get your thoughts on them from Scott Sattler. You mentioned you'd like the Dolphins recruit. This is what Scott Sattler from Sports Day last week had to say on the Dolphins recruitment. I've got to say, the Dolphins recruitment has been some of the poorest recruitment I've seen in rugby league. Yep. Really, really bad recruitment. Their for, halves are a concern. For, I mean... They've got great experienced forwards. They're going to keep them in the battle defensively. But where their points are going to come from, I don't know. A lot of their players, I mean, if, if, you, were looking to, if you were looking for positions and to sign players, there wouldn't be many players from the Redcliffe Dolphins that you'd look at to try and take from them to, to bring to your club. But you've got to remember, though, Sats, it's not about year one and, and also he struggled to attract players to the club. So this is all he... You know, all he could find. What you've got to do... No, there's still some real marquee players uh, on the market that they could have tried to entice there. But they didn't take a recruitment mindset going into getting the 17th licence. They just spoke about how much money they had. But your first couple of years have got to be really important about future signings Mm. and bringing those marquee players to your club. So how you're seen from the outside from the first day is really important. Scott Sattler thinks they're bad. Charles Goodser thinks they're good. What are your thoughts? What are you, some some rebuttal from you, Charles? I, I, I think the reason why I think it's good recruiting is they haven't gone overboard. They haven't solely focused on we need that one marquee player that all the dominoes will fall and pay massive overs to that player. To be fair to Peter O'Sullivan, he admitted they they tried to find somebody. They like I think it was very yeah. well known. They they were after Munster when there was all that talk about him leaving. Mm. They 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 didn't fail that get that. Um, yeah, there's definitely no doubt they tried, but I think once they realized it wasn't going to work, they didn't, you know, try and pay the next bloke massive overs. The same um, amount as they would have yeah, just because uh, they had the money. Gone. Just because they had the money. I think there's, I think they've thought it very smartly in that the fact that, okay, we've got, it, it's year one of an expansion club where we want to set ourselves up for success for the next 10 years. It's not going to happen overnight. Just build a foundation, build a solid team first, get some results, and then players will start coming through. And with the and with the Broncos, uh, you know, being the sort of the team next door now, and they poached two really solid players, and especially with all the 
the turmoil that we know for the Broncos, the thoughts on Kevin Walters as a coach. I think there could be a real shifting soon. I think if the Broncos start to do badly, we might see a couple of players from there start going to the Dolphins if they're sort of on the up. So I don't think you can say it's about recruiting. I, I think um, Jace's point uh, in that audio clip of, you know, it's year one. They're, they're, not, they're not trying to win the premiership straight away. So it, it's a work in progress. It'll all, all be uh, found out this this season. I'm really excited for the Dolphins this season. Yeah, I very quickly want to mention Peter O'Sullivan when he was on the Drive Time uh, show, the run home with with uh, Joel and Sock on Friday. He basically mentioned that every single player that they went for, every single player they went for, bar one, either signed for them or stayed with the club they were already at. So when it was a decision the player had between the Dolphins and another team that wasn't the team they're already at, every single time the player picked the Dolphins or they stayed with their club. So that's a good point. Well. Uh, it is full time in the Carabao Cup final and Manchester United are the winners from Wembley 2-0. Goals from Marcus Rashford and Casemiro in the first half give them the win over Newcastle United. Uh, we're going to take a break. This is Tradies News in a nutshell. Thanks to Makita. Makita helping you rule the outdoors. Yes, welcome back to Trades News in a nutshell. Uh, I am Mark Thompson in for Dan Pettigrew this morning with Charles Goodsir alongside me. A uh, quick reminder, Manchester United, they are the winners of the Carabao Cup final, the League Cup over in Wembley over Newcastle, 2-0. They have beaten Newcastle, Marcus Rashford and Casemiro with the goals. Uh, and overnight, uh, Australia, they are the T20 World Cup champions for a sixth time uh, after beating South Africa by 19 runs in Cape Town. Charles Goodsir. Yes. Over the weekend, there was a uh, an article that was released uh, by uh, Danny Wilder. Nice, and nice. He, uh, it was all about the, the West Tigers. I want to read you a little bit of it now and okay. get your thoughts on some of the comments that Danny made okay. um, on the Tigers and what's coming up this season. Uh, on the eve of their latest rebirth, West Tigers are facing more internal drama following claims that club bosses are not accountable uh, and are part of the reason the club has struggled on the field in the past decade. Uh, but, but let me go to this next bit here. Uh, West Subber Western Suburbs District League Football Club Chairman uh, Shannon Kavanagh says West Tigers Chairman Lee Hatcher-Mantellis and Chief Executive Justin Pascoe need to acknowledge that they are part of the problem at the club that they finished with the wooden spoon last year. However you may think of that, how whatever it may be. However, it's the, uh, the all-important fifth paragraph of this article that I want to draw your listeners' attention to. Uh, it goes down a bit more uh, to what Kavanagh had to say. The disciplinary hearing relates to a conversation Kavanaugh had with Pascoe at the launch of the Tigers Center of Excellence. During a lengthy and sometimes heated conversation, Kavanaugh asked Pascoe who he thought should run the club. He suggested SEN radio host Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, our own Jimmy Smith here on SEN from the afternoons. Uh, he asked me out of the blue and I said, Jimmy. Uh, Kavanaugh said, uh, and when I think about it, he would be good. He played for the West. He knows footy. He has an MBA, which is a surprise to all of us. <laughs> and I think he'd be a good choice. Charles, what are your thoughts on Jimmy Smith running the West Tigers? So I uh, found that article very humorous uh, when it was sent in our producer WhatsApp group mm -hmm. uh, yesterday afternoon. I was at the beach with my girlfriend and I read her this article. She's a West Tigers fan. And she said, Charlie, Charlie, why are you reading me this? And I said, hold on, hold on. It gets good. It gets good. <laughs> and so when I dropped the Jimmy Smith line, she cackled uh, <laughs> very much so. Um, interesting. Uh, there, There is a lot of bits about the West Tigers, especially in that article that I agree with. I do think that 
sometimes uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff can get in, in the way of the impacts on the performance on the field. I, I don't think by any means they're the sole reason or they're ruining their club. I, I just think that that's what happens. You've got to fix your front office before you even get even good results on the field. I think that's just the nature of um, of sport in general. I do think that Jimmy Smith would have read that article and uh, had a nice little chuckle to himself and it would have been a nice little ego boost for him. I will say I, I don't think he would want to run the West Tigers. Uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth. He'll... <laughs> He'll. Uh, I'm sure he'll talk about that. He'll, this that'll yes. be the first thing he talks about, guaranteed. Yeah, um, yeah. So look, I, I think he'll make his thoughts known. Um, but I, I do like that they're having discussions about uh, people within the club are having discussions about. Well, if not Pasco, uh, then then who? Um, I, I think that's only ever constructive feedback. I, I think the West Tigers will do a little bit better this year. I think they'll finish 16th. Wow. Yeah. Uh, look, the only way is up, really. Oh, well, actually, no, they could go down. They could go down. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but I thought the Jimmy Smith mentioned that article was uh, was very fun. We all had a nice little chuckle internally in the SEN family. Absolutely. I mean, as two men who have uh, <laughs> we've covered for Coach K uh, on the afternoons in the past, I-, I reckon we've got to get ourselves in with Jimmy Smith a bit more. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, B's assistant at the West Tigers when yeah, he takes, literally takes yeah, the role. Absolutely. Like, I live myself, I live in, in Petersham on Marrickville on the mm. edge of the West Tigers, you know, where they're from. Technically, my local team, Hastings and Jock Madden, they're both gone. Yeah. They need a couple of couple of difference makers in that team. Charles, yeah. we could find them. <laughs> we could be them. <laughs> we are good. I could lace up the pitch. Charles on the wing. Yeah. Mark on the other wing. Gee, I don't know if I could be on the wing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd have to. We'd just take the glory. We'll do, <laughs> listen, if Alex Johnson can do it, we can well, do yeah, it. Yeah, do a Darius boy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, something else I want to bring to your attention. The Eels dilemma. Ten grand final players for the Parramatta Eels could be out of the season opener after players that are no longer at the club, whether they're injured, suspended, or, or without a trial game under their belt. Um, so as if trying to end Melbourne's 21-year record of winning round one games is not daunting enough, the Eels uh, will be out certain players. The biggest concern for Brad Arthur, uh, who will uh, will be who starts in the back row. So Sean Lane, he's out with a broken jaw. Uh, Bryce Cartwright is pushing to return from his own broken jaw. Uh, while uh, Isaiah Papali'i and Marata Niakora, they've left the club. They've joined the Tigers and the Warriors, respectively. Uh, Matt Dury, he injured his ankle in the final trial game, but he will be fit, apparently. Ryan Madison, he suspended for the grand final uh, hit on Penrith Dylan Edwards, uh, while Nathan Brown has a hamstring injury. And to make matters worse, Wonga Blake and Mike Acevo, um could start on the left edge with no trial for him. Bailey Simonson, he's had shoulder issues. Sean Russell, Russell he's another option uh, on the wing. He's serving a suspension from a New South Wales Cup incident last year. So they're, they're going to be short on players for this opener. Uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, it doesn't bode well. I think the Eels will slide uh, this season, and um, I still think they'll make finals, but I don't think they'll make as deep a run as they did last final series. I think they'll finish around 7th or 8th. Um, a, a bit worrying, especially the most worrying, and we spoke briefly about this uh, off-air during the ad break, was Ryan Madison, just such a strange choice to accept uh, the three-match suspension over a 4K fine. I, look, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what the reason is for. I'm sure it's perfectly justified. Waiting in Bali. But, but yeah, but <laughs> he did He did try and get it reversed at the start of the season. They did try and look into changing that, and the NRL said, no, we gave you the option. You decided not to take it. 
So that's the most baffling one. Uh, the departures, I think, will have a big effect. I think people talk about the departures to the Panthers and being a, a massive deal. I think the departure of a lot of players from the Eels is a massive deal. You've got Isaiah Papali, Reid Marnie, I think is a really big one. I think he could be uh, a bigger loss to the Eels than Apicorosau is to the Panthers. I think he makes uh, a lot of what that team... A lot of what is great about that team, great. So it will just be, it will just be interesting to say. But I, I just think that, yeah, having so many players out injured as well at the start of the season, and Sean Lane with a broken jaw, I think he sustained that in one of the practice games. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. So Oren Gingafusi as well. He's another player who's left. He's gone to the Sharks. Yeah. So um, Joe, Joe Cartwright as well. He's uh, Bryce Cartwright. He's also out with the jaw injury. So that's two. It's not like the type of thing where you can physically you can be there, but you get one knock on your jaw in, in the game and you're you're done again for the entire season. So you can't really rush those ones. Um, yeah. He smashed his jaw on the right side two years ago, and um, while there was one clean break on that occasion, uh, Cartwright said he also had wisdom teeth removed, uh, removed, which made the recovery more painful. He said, "I couldn't eat last time and lost about nine kilos. This time he was able to eat about two days later, and he's been able to, to keep training." and lift weights. So when his jaw is fully healed, he'll at least be ready to, to come straight back uh, into things. Uh, you're listening to Tradies News in a Nutshell with Mark Thompson and Charles Goodseer. Uh, you can give us a call, uh, 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. We're going to take a break and we'll be back to wrap up the hour before the breakfast show with Vossi and Brandy. This is Tradies News in a Nutshell. Thank you for listening this morning. I am Mark Thompson in for Dan Petticoat. Dan uh, will be back tomorrow morning. He uh, is just getting over COVID, unfortunately. Um, joined by Charles Goodsir. We, we, we do feel sorry for Dan. Dan, I'm sure you're, I'm, if you're listening now, crazy. Absolute madness. Yeah, sleep in, Dan. Sleep in, Dan. But li- I'm sure you'll be listening back later. So uh, I, I hope you're feeling a bit better. And who knows, by, by tomorrow, you should be back here tomorrow morning. If we're here tomorrow morning, it's taking, I'm afraid. It's, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> he's gone. That's it. Uh, we tomorrow... lost Daniel Pettigrew. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Um, tomorrow morning uh, on uh, Traders News in that show, Dan will be back. Um, he will have Chris Perkins uh, from America uh, and also have John Gallo with uh, a wrap of all the football that's been happening. Man United, as we've seen earlier, they are the winners of the Carabao Cup final. 2-0 winners over Newcastle. Um, some other NRL things that caught my attention over the weekend. Sione Katoa, he has uh, re-signed on a three-year deal with the Sharks. Good deal for the Sharkies? Yep, yep. I, I, I really like what the Sharkies have done uh, in the last two seasons. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a good signing. Good signing, absolutely. Um, and there's a report here that uh, Manly Centre Morgan Harper, he has shut down reports that he could move to the Eels in a swap deal uh, without a favour forward. Nathan Brown uh, from the Sydney Morning Herald, they reported that the the Sea Eagles and the Eels, they weren't considering a player swap, but he's come out and just said, nah, it's not happening. That could be a pretty good deal. I, I don't mind it. I, I can see why Morgan Harper might say no, but I, I think maybe. I mean, I don't know. I think for both teams, it could work out. But. Yeah, it, it, it could. I, I think with Morgan Harper, like, yeah, like I, mean, I think there's a lot of buzz around the Sea Eagles this offseason. I think they look pretty good. But I think going to team like the Eels, who've just made a grand final and will still be there and about. So they've got too much talent to not make finals again. I don't know, and and especially for Nathan Brown, who's found himself out of favour from um, from that team. You know, it, it's not the worst swap. I would give it more than a second thought if I was Morgan Harper. Absolutely. So, um, some other sports that we have, I need to just touch on: boxing. Big boxing fan, Charles. Oh, I I get around it on occasion. You go around it. Uh, are you aware of the truth? 
What's the truth? What's the truth? The truth is Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. The uh, the YouTube star brother of Logan Paul, Jake Paul, versus Tommy Fury of Love Island fame and Tyson Fury, his cousin. Um, they have their big boxing match this morning uh, from uh, Riyadh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. They'll be fighting this morning. They're playing in Saudi Arabia. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, playing. I'm not sure if you play boxing, but yes. They they're are, fighting they're in fight, Saudi Arabia. fighting in Saudi Arabia. Interesting. Um, this long-awaited competition. Do you have any? Do you have any kind of care? Any interest? Ah, uh, look, I care a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I care to see Jake Paul because I think he's a, he's a good boxer. That's, I think he like, looks quite good. He, here's the thing: like, forget all this like uh, YouTube sensation stuff. He's pretty much abandoned that. He's now a full blown boxer. And I will say there was one fight a couple of years ago um, where he displayed that he that he possesses knockout power. I will say, what does that mean? It, it just means that it, well, it just means that you can with a, with with a, a good punch you can knock someone out. You're less likely to go the distance. You're more likely to take him out early. And yeah, if which, you lose, fine, but you're just going for the knockout. Power. Which uh, you can't teach. You can't teach knockout power. You just sort of born with it. You know how to do it. So the fact that he has that in his arsenal and that was only his like second or third fight where he showed proved that he could knock someone out. Uh, danger signs. And and uh, everyone criticized him for picking. Uh, fights against, you know, ex uh, UFC guys who are in their, you know, forties or, you know, people that aren't really fighters. Well, he's only I think he's seven and oh. I think I think it's six and oh. Six and oh Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, Yep. So this is his seventh bout. Um and that's what that's what you do when you're a new fighter. I think his teams manage it really well. You build up confidence in your fighter, so you pick fights that you think he can win and elevate yourself up. And I think he's done that now. And I think he's getting to the point now where he's being a little bit more respected and he he can take on a real fighter. Um, not to say that the people he hasn't taken on are real fighters, but I think one with a little bit higher, higher standing. Uh, so I predict Jake Paul uh, will win this fight, and I think he'll win quite comfortably. An eight million dollar US uh, fight purse, I believe, is the uh, the money on offer as well for this one because of the amount of publicity and everything they're getting with it. They brought yeah. in a lot of money. Um, it's going it's to be absolutely massive. Um, it's unfortunately not real boxing. So um, <laughs> I, I, that's my saying it. Uh, the, the third test from indoor uh, will be taking place uh, this Wednesday. Uh, you'll hear all the coverage here on SEM. Waitley, Colin, Brad, Sundaris, and they'll all be here uh, from Wednesday trying to recover uh, a draw for Australia for their tour of India. Peter Hanscom uh, has been speaking to the media, uh, and this is what the, he had to say on playing uh, with uh, Pat Cummins, the captain, and David Warner. Yeah, obviously, like two world-class, uh, two world-class players. So, um, and and our captain as well. So, it's it's definitely going to make it tougher. Um, but you know, we've got all the information we need. We've got uh, the training um, that we need in the facilities that we need to to be ready to go for for indoor and and Ahmedabad. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a big loss. Uh, not having those two, uh, but also, you know, Mitch Stark is, is coming back from injury, uh, Green is coming back from injury, we've got a couple of big ins potentially as, as well, so, um, you know, there's a, that exciting part as well. Captaining the side for the, the third test uh, with Pat Cummins uh, going home to be with his mother, uh, who's a, a, unfortunately in palliative care. Um, Steve Smith will be captaining the side uh, for the third test. This is what Hanscom had to say on Steve Smith. No, he's very similar. I don't think he, he um, yeah, he hasn't changed too much. It's, it, 
shows he's a world-class player um, and thinks about the game a lot. So, uh, you know, he's a good one to have under, under Paddy. Um, he's obviously experienced in this, uh, in this situation as well. So uh, it was not something new for him. So he can, he can just go about his business um, the way he normally does. And, you know, he'll be focusing on his batting first and, and sort of the captaincy second. Peter Hanscom there talking on Steve Smith captaining the Indias, uh, versus India, sorry, in the third test from indoor. As I said, all the coverage, every ball here live on SEN with uh, Waitley, Adam Collins, Brad Sinderson, the whole team uh, from indoor. Charles, that's us. We did it. We did it. My first ever show on air. You nailed it. Give me a grade. Uh, a plus. Thank you very much. An A grade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. For even asking that question. I'm an absolute A-grade. Thank you very much for, uh, for, for, for guiding me through the show today. Really do appreciate that. Uh, this is Tradies News in a nutshell. Thank you very much uh, for listening. All thanks to Makita helping you rule the outdoors. Vossi and Brandy, they're on the way next. They'll be with you uh, just after the news at 6 o'clock. Reminder, Manchester United, they have won the Carabao Cup League final over in England versus Newcastle 2-0. They are the League Cup Finals. And Australia, T20 champions for the sixth time beating South Africa. Congratulations, Australia. Thank you very much for listening to Trades News in the Nutshells. And hopefully, Dan Pettigrew will be back tomorrow. See you later.